Hey everyone, welcome to Best True Crime Podcast, a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Every episode is a journey where I take you to explore crime, forensics, and historical cases. Join me as I inform, educate, and entertain true crime enthusiasts through criminal justice and dark history tours. My name is Judith A. Yates, and I'm an award-winning author, a criminologist, and a paranormal explorer. Now, grab your crime scene kits, notebooks, and hats, and join me on this investigation. The date is 2022. The place is the United States. Your job is to consider the information. What percentage of rapists do you think are prosecuted? And what percentage go to prison? We'll find out and why in this episode called Victim Blaming, Victim Shaming. Imagine you were just robbed at gunpoint outside of your home. A neighbor heard the commotion and has walked over. One of your friends has come rushing over. Now a police officer arrives. Everyone gathers in your living room. Well, says the officer skeptically, You say your watch and wallet were taken. Are you sure of that? You confirm this, saying your watch was worth about $100. The officer puts away her notepad, looks you up and down. That's an awful lot of money. Why do you wear a watch? Were you trying to show off? I mean, having a watch and wearing it like that? Didn't you think you kind of expect someone to jump you? Now your neighbor who you know casually, chimes in. Just because you had the money to buy jewelry, does that mean you should? Maybe the robber couldn't afford nice things, and he was probably drunk. Are you drunk? Have you been doing drugs? Do you like being robbed? Maybe he deserved nice things, too, but just couldn't catch a break like you have. And now your friend asks, What'd you have in your wallet? You explain you had a free credit cards and $200 to buy groceries tomorrow. And your friend says, are you sure the Roberts know that? Maybe you just want to get back at him for something or draw attention to yourself or make money from an insurance claim. The friend just shakes her head. I can't be friends with someone shady like you. This behavior would be unacceptable when reporting such a crime as a robbery. So why is it universally accepted when reporting a sex crime? The above is a dynamic called victim blaming, victim shaming, which is the thought process that a victim is responsible for the crime or making the victim feel embarrassed and guilty for reporting the crime. Victim blaming, victim shaming is saying the victim caused the crime by their actions, behavior, or deeds. While victim blaming can happen in all crimes, purse snatching, pickpockets, burglary, robbery, it most affects sex crimes and is one reason why sex crimes are underreported. For example, in a study called Reporting Sexual Assault, Why Survivors Often Don't, the Maryland Coalition Against Sexual Assault estimates only 15.8 to 35% of all sexual assaults are reported to police because of this dynamic. And we, as an outraged public, 
wonder why the Department of Justice reports only 9% of rapists are prosecuted and only 3% go to prison. In a January 7, 2019 article titled How Denial and Victim Blaming Keep Sexual Assault Hidden, author Jay Whiting notes, quote, Sexual assault often remains hidden due to a combination of denial, manipulation, and confusion. One example is the case of Larry Nasser, who for 18 years was the doctor of the U.S. Women's National Gymnastics Team. Nasser's sexual abuse of young girls and women and the cover-up led to the USA Gymnastics sex abuse scandal that began in 2015. Nasser allegedly sexually assaulted at least 265 young women and girls under the guise of medical treatment. Larry Nasser eventually pled guilty to child pornography, tampering with evidence, sexual assault of minors, and sexual assault of adult women. But Nasser was such a fun, respected, and nice guy that parents and officials were conflicted. Do they believe Nasser's claim of innocence, or do they believe the victim's outcries? So few people wanted to believe this charismatic, professional man would harm anyone. He had years of experience, and Nasser had such a stellar reputation among peers. Could he really have sexually assaulted the people that he was in charge of? After all, he was a doctor. In 2018, comedian actor Bill Cosby was convicted of drugging and raping a woman, and it took years for identical crimes to be brought to light in part because no one wanted to believe such a lovable, popular person would commit such a despicable crime. Even when found guilty and sent to prison, Cosby had a support system who claimed he was innocent based solely on the fact he was Bill Cosby, a humanitarian, a comedian, and just an all-around perceived great guy with a good sense of humor and just a wonderful, funny soul. If someone as lovable as Cos can commit rape, then who is safe? Author Jay Whiting explains a part of victim blaming is caused by, quote, wishing the world was safe. We need our perceptions to be accurate so we can stay safe, and we want to trust our instincts, end quote. This explains part of why people believe Nasser's claims of innocence and why Cosby has his supporters, supporters who have no real knowledge of his true character. While the validity, personal lives, and even the motives of both Nasser and Cosby victims were questioned, so were thousands of other sexual assault victims in the United States. Victims who never even made the newspapers, much less made the glaring headlines. And the questions shouted at these victims who never even made the newspapers were all basically the same as the questions that were shouted at the women who were on the cover of magazines. What were you wearing? Why were you out at that hour? Where were you doing in that part of that city? 
Why did you agree to go to his room? What were you doing at his house? Why did you accept a drink? Why did you drink so much? Was the sex consensual? Why didn't you just leave? Did you have an orgasm? Why did you agree to meet a second time if you were violated the first time? Are you making this up to get money? Did you make this up to get attention? Are you doing this to build your career? Are you trying to tear down a race? Are you a racist? Were you experimenting with sex? If you report this to officials, you know there's going to be serious consequences. No one's going to believe you. It was just fill in the blanks. It's not like it was rape. Hey, where's the evidence? Why did you wait so long to report it? Everyone's going to think you're a slut. You're just a whore. You were dating. Of course there was sexual contact. They were drunk and didn't know what they were doing. You were drunk and don't remember anything. So how do you even know this happened? If you go to court, they're going to tear you apart on the stand right in front of everyone. If you go to court, they're going to tear their case apart on the stand. You don't even have a case. They said they were sorry. Just accept it and go on. Hey, they brought you a gift. Just take it and forget it happened. What do you think is going to happen? They gave you money. Why don't you just take it and move on? Hey, look, it's no big deal. It happens to everybody. Just chin up and forget it ever happened. Why didn't you report it? But no one will ask the victim of an armed robbery. Why did you let them put a gun to your face and take your valuables? And we, as an outraged public, wonder why less than 10% of rapists are prosecuted and only 3% go to prison. Understand not everyone is guilty of victim-blaming, victim-shaming. There are people and organizations who assist survivors of sex crimes. The National Sexual Violence Resource Center is here for survivors and their loved ones. This is a national network of community-based rape crisis centers and local organizations who support the needs of sexual assault survivors. These centers exist across the United States to provide support services to victims of sexual assault. This includes advocacy, accompaniment during medical exams and law enforcement interviews, education, follow-up services, and referrals to other resources. They are GLBT friendly. For more information, go to www.nsv rc.org to seek help, volunteer, and learn more. That's www.nsvrc.org. Thank you for listening to Best True Crime Podcast. We are a division of Best True Crime Books, Games, and Video, LLC. Every episode is a journey where I take you to explore crime, forensics, and historical cases. 
Join me next episode as I inform, educate, and entertain true crime enthusiasts through criminal justice and dark history tours. My name is Judith A. Yates. I am an award-winning author, a criminologist, and paranormal explorer. I hope you subscribe, and please stop by my website and check out my books and the games created by my team at www.truecrimebook.net.